0: It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings. My guest this week is the new principal at Bluffview Elementary School, Eric Ashelman. Now this is an Eric from the school that is different than the Eric you've been hearing before. Eric Inger, the superintendent, because this Eric doesn't have a K at the end of Eric. And so that's how I can tell them apart. And they look differently too. Eric, welcome to Lake City first of all and to Lake Hits Happenings. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on. Born and
0: raised in South Dakota on on a farm and graduated from there and went on to Luther College in Iowa. My first teaching job was out in the middle of the boonies in Alaska, out on the Yukon River in a little town called Pitkas Point and I graduated with a physical education degree but they didn't have any jobs for that so I was a generalist. So I taught 7th through 12th grade all subjects. So I learned all the things I should have learned in high school by teaching
1: them. That's interesting. I don't know a whole lot of people who have actually lived in Alaska. So when you come back, we're going to have some nice conversations. Well, now you've been here on the job at Bluffy Elementary School for how long? Uh, I started July 1, a couple days before that, actually, but
0: contracts started July 1. So I've been uh, in the building at Bluffview, getting lots of help from from the administration at Lincoln and from Superintendent Eric Enger, and so that's been good. And then staff have been trickling in. Teacher contracts are only a certain number of days, but the teachers are in there all summer long, especially the last couple weeks, getting their classrooms ready, going through their new books and curriculums and things like that, trying to get organized.
1: Teachers are really devoted to their children. They are. Students. They are.
0: They're an amazing group of people, and their their hearts are always in the right place, so they're a great group to lead.
1: Now, you talked about uh, teaching and being a generalist, having to know a little bit about everything and, and to stay ahead of the students, but now you're actually in administration. Is this your first position as a principal? It is my first job as a principal. I was a dean of students last year at Riota Elementary School. Before
0: that, I've been a PE teacher at Riota Schools for quite some time. Had different leadership roles. I was a union president for a while and on different committees and leadership roles. But yeah, this is my first gig as a principal, so I'm excited for it.
1: As we chatted before we turned on the microphones, we talked about the fact that you live in Rochester, and you have a big family over there?
0: Not too big. I only have one kiddo left. She's a senior this year down at Doriota. We live just on the east side of Rochester, but it's only about 10 minutes from Doveriota. So she'll finish up her uh, senior year this year. My wife works at Mayo Clinic as a nurse manager. And my older two, one's out of college, lives out in Denver. And my middle boy, he is going to be a senior at uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee.
1: You know, this is totally unrelated to what we were talking about. When you mentioned Doveriota, it always reminds me about uh, 30 years ago or so, a coffee group at one of the local restaurants. There was a guy there that was from Dover and the guys would always kid him and they'd call it Iota Dover. And <laughs> he, that was Don. And Don, I think, ran the elevator there and he retired to Lake City. So I just brought back the memory that you were in Iota Dover High School.
0: <laughs> That's right. According to legend, Dover was a, a shrinking district and they asked St. Charles if they could join them and St. Charles said, uh, sure, come on over. And then Dover said, well, what will you call it? And they said, St. Charles. And they asked Iota, and Iota said, sure, you can come over and join us. And they said, we'll call it Dover Iota because it's alphabetical. So that's the legend. I don't know if it's true or not.
1: Well, it's it's great. That's <laughs> It's good to have stories like that. But I suppose we should get back to what's going on at Bluffview Elementary School. So what have you had to deal with in the first months?
0: Well, I think the first challenge was making sure we were fully staffed. It's in an elementary building; you need a lot of grown-ups. There's a lot of little kiddos running around, and we uh, need—they need structure, they need help with all sorts of things. So that was our first item: was getting fully staffed. So we hired a special ed teacher right away and got our teaching staff fully operational. And then it was on to our paraprofessionals. We had seven openings when I started in July in our paraprofessional area, and just last week we hired our last applicant, which brings us to full capacity which is wonderful because that they play such an important role in our kids education.
1: You know we have kids that are going to be coming into school here on Tuesday. This is Friday of course and uh, the Labor Day weekend's coming up and once everybody comes back from their last fun of the summer they're gonna go to school some of them for the first time. Now you've been teaching and you've seen this happen. What goes through the minds of a kid starting school for the very first time?
0: Well, I think it's that mix of excitement and a little bit of anxiety and fear. They're just not sure what they're going to get, and so I think it's a lot of excitement. If they've got older siblings, they've been waiting for this day for a long time. If they're the oldest, you know, a lot of pressure they're feeling, and they're excited to be the ones that are leading the way. For our younger kids, second, kindergarten, first grade, this will be kind of their first normal year uh, coming out of the COVID fog, which we know isn't completely gone, but... You know, we're going to do as much as we can to get back to quote unquote normal this year. That normal for kindergarten, first and second graders is something that's new to them. So it'll be a little bit of a challenge there just kind of letting them go.
1: So everything is subject to change, of course, as COVID is still a fluent thing. But at this point in time, kids are going to be able to come to school without masks or if they and their parents decide that that's the proper thing to do, that's certainly okay too. Correct
0: and correct. We want everybody to feel comfortable. We want everybody to feel welcome. You know, I was at the school board meeting in July and that was kind of the, the discussion was, are we ready to go, uh, you know, start this way? And and that was the unanimous decision of the boards. We're going to start with uh, very few protocols. We're going to let families know if there's a positive case in their classroom, but we're going from three and then two lunchrooms last year down to a single lunchroom. So we're going to kind of have kids back in closer proximity, but kind of keeping an eye on things. And like you said, if we need to make a change, we, everybody is kind of ready for that. If We know what to do if we need to.
1: Well, and when COVID actually got going back in 2020, over more than two years ago now, a lot of changes were made to make the buildings better as far as uh, spreading germs and bacteria and that sort of thing. And those things are still in place.
0: I tell you, we learned a lot during that. You know, we I think there was a few of us in the education realm that thought that technology would play a, a bigger role as we were moving forward. And I think we found where it worked and where it was successful and where we really need that interaction with other humans. And I know in the elementary school setting, that interaction with humans is huge. And, you know, parents noticed that firsthand when their kids were trying to learn on a screen over that period in 2020
1: i've always worried about the the kids my granddaughter too a little bit and that you grow up in the covid world and you don't have the interaction with friends and teachers and things like that so it's great that we're able to get back i'm not trying to judge the decisions that were made it's just something that i think you agreed that that was something that was missing when you don't have the personal interaction
0: right it's how we learn as, a, as humans it's uh been gone back a long long ways long before we had screens so Uh, Kids need that. They need the modeling behavior, and the grown-ups are ready to do that. You know, there's a few other things that we'll keep, you know, with keeping kids six feet apart in lines and things like that. We noticed there was less poking and prodding. So I think some of those things we'll continue to use. Like, it makes sense to keep kids a little bit farther apart when they're lining up. We don't get the colds as often. We had a lot less strep throat there for a couple of years. So I think there's some things we'll keep, and just that makes sense.
1: All of it does. And I'm going to stump you right now because I'm going to ask you what your first impressions were of whether it was the city of Lake City or the school or both.
0: Well, I tell you, I've been nothing but impressed when I came up for the interview. Everybody was so friendly and nice. And what a beautiful town. Uh, just the, the name of the school, View, I kind of thought, why isn't it called Lake City Elementary School? Well, it's got a wonderful view. It's in a beautiful setting. The space around the school, there's so much green space. I mean, What a wonderful place for kids to be. And since I've been here, so many staff, so many community members have just caught me and talked to me and introduced themselves and just been so forthcoming with their generosity. So it's been a great welcoming community. So I'm I'm really excited to be part of it.
1: Well, we wish you luck. We wish luck to all of the students of Bluffview Elementary School as well as the students of other schools in the area here. And we hope the very best for you. And we're going to have you back because you really are doing a pretty good job on the radio here. And if you don't make it in in education, there's probably room for you here in broadcasting. Well,
0: I've always been quite a karaoke singer, so if you really need to drive away listeners, let me know. We
1: (laughs) will invite you to the Lake Hits 95 Karaoke which is part of Water Ski Days, and that goes on in June each year. That's Eric Ashelman. He is the principal of Bluffview Elementary School in Lake City. We'll catch you next week on Lake Hits Happenings at the same time.
0: Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services
1: on Lake Hits 95.